and welcome back, everybody, to episode number six of the Chopheads Combat Sports Podcast. Is that what we're calling it now? Did I, I get it. that right? Nailed it. Nailed it on first really, shot. I mean, really? Shit. Was it the first shot? Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I, I mean, guess the, that the was, name of the show. That was the name yeah. of the show was my first shot, but that was my 15th chance trying to get the, the episode number down. But nonetheless, we are back. I got myself, obviously. We got the Reverend Tommy D, and we got Casual Dave sitting <laughs> all the way over there in Complaint Corner. Because Why don't you announce yourself? In Casual Corner. <laughs> Woo! Wow. Dave. Hello. Why don't you announce yourself? Because the people probably don't know who you are. Yeah, it's been so been long. Once. Chris. I did announce myself. I said myself. You said myself. myself. Yeah, myself. If the people don't know who, who Chris Gucci is by now, then you haven't been listening. <laughs> if you don't know, you? now you know. All right, now. Yeah, it's, it's Chris Gucci, guys. There it is. Hi. What's Hi. up? What's up? What's up, Mark? What's up? How are you, Mike? How are you guys doing out there? <laughs> right about now, we are struggling, ladies and gentlemen. We need everybody to share this podcast out. We're not struggling. I say that tongue-in-cheek, but... Um, yeah, you know, with the with the way we've been going, we, at least from my end, I've been very sporadic with my chop heads appearances. I'm li- I'm looking to change that going forward. Are you mad at me, both of you? <laughs> because I'm talking because of the way you're looking it's at like each other. Are you mad? at the me? The fuck is going on? I feel like you guys probably talk so much shit about me. No. Why do you listen? I don't listen to the podcast when I'm not. Wow. Saying, what an yeah, egotistical you know maniac. You no. Know, same thing. This has nothing. With pride rules. First of all, we're about to ban the pride rules because there's reasons why we've, we've talked about previously. But okay. We're not going to refer to old episodes of Pride Rules anymore because of the state of the world now. So we're going to pass that on to (laughs) nobody. But the point being is that I don't listen to the show because when I'm not on it, I don't think that you're really talking much MMA. We do. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I might be casual Dave, but... Yeah, I might be casual Dave, but Tommy knows what he's talking about as far as in detail. Uh, I, I I know it's tongue in cheek day at the <laughs> office, so Tommy does not know what he's talking about, which is why I'm here to mm. pick up the slack. But no, it was I got a little bit of um, FOMO, they call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little. I was kind of like, oh man, my show is on without me, and mm-hmm. I felt a little uncomfortable about it, even though it's probably happened like three or four times this week or this month because I haven't been here. You've but been a busy boy. This was the first time when I was gone and I was away, and it was like. It wasn't a personal decision to decide to not do the show. Mm-hmm. It was, it was like I couldn't do it. It was so. Ashley's decision for you. Yeah, I was. I there had you it. go. But no, <laughs> nonetheless, it was a good now time. We're, now we're getting somewhere. Had a good time snowboarding. It was a much needed getaway for myself. It wasn't really that uh, relaxing because, as you well know, or or you don't, when you go tumble down a mountain at sixty miles an hour, it's re- really not that great oh, on I a forty-year-old. <laughs> oh yeah, so you've you've gone. I've um, never done it. Not a great, not a great snowboarder, but I have gotten better. And um, weekend getaways, what are, what are those? Yeah, <laughs> I wish right? I had one of those. It was more like a Monday Tuesday thing, uh-huh. right? We but have kids, Monday Tuesday thing is nothing. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday. But enough about <laughs> um, enough about us and how we could do this all day. We kind of did do this all day. We have to talk some MMA before we pass it on to the boys and they talk their wrestling. But we did make an executive decision that I will not be you bowing ain't going out anywhere. I, yeah. I think it's a bad look for the show. And, you know, as much as I really don't know what I'm talking about, I think I could at least provide that that angle for the MMA fan that might be listening to our show that also doesn't really know. Casual Chris. So, <laughs> no, no, no. In the wrestling no, world. No, 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 no. Because no? casual Chris would mean that I actually I'm going to watch it. And, oh, yeah. And so like this is like non-Chris. Like a casual <laughs> MMA fan watches the big fights and things like that. Like I'm not, I'm definitely not gearing up to watch. So you did not watch Elimination Chamber is what you're saying. No, but I, I do know a little bit about it. Chris is like the designated driver for the wrestling portion of the podcast. <laughs> Just like, you guys have <laughs> yeah. fun back there. <laughs> yeah. No funny business. <laughs> I'll say what like all us normal people are thinking and then like, sure. you know, I'm sure. just joking. I got, I know that wrestling is a big thing. And normal honestly, people. Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering if anyone would get offended slash pick up on that, but no. Big weekend in MMA. We had uh, Mr. Paige Van Zandt got his shit kicked in by <laughs> uh, one of the all-time great middleweights in the sport in Gegard. How do you say his first Gegard, name? Yeah. Gegard? Musasi. Musasi. So, you know, it's funny. Uh, Paige just posted or tweeted or nah, posted on her Instagram um, pictures of, like, you know, one of the, you know, you know how they do it on Instagram where they could do, like, seven pictures or nine pictures and it's, like, three across, three across, three across, and it's one big picture? Yes. She did that, like, and both of them were, like, centered around Mr. Paige Van Zandt. So, I it was, like, a sympathy was thing it, for him? Was it maybe, like, the x-ray of his collarbone that definitely snapped it on that snapped? takedown? snapped? I didn't see the fight. You can't really see a collarbone snap because of the way. I mean, if it just. Yeah, like, it doesn't really, like. I didn't hear it. It doesn't. You might hurt it. 
but as he shot in for the takedown, the takedown was stuffed. So it wasn't like it was just a freak thing. Like Musasi is clearly um, built different because he stuffed a takedown and you hear a snap or like a crack. It's definitely a bone breaking. And there was literally no effort whatsoever. I wouldn't say there was no effort. He curled up. He was injured. And then after the fight finally got stopped, he didn't like reach for something that was hurting on his face. Even though he did get blasted a couple times. He reached right for his arm, right for his shoulder. So I would imagine that the sound that I heard, judging by the way, he didn't really, he just turtled up. Uh, I've seen him fight several times, and I know that we joke about him being like Mr. Van Zandt, but that dude is a definite legitimate prospect. Unfortunate that he's in Bellator because I think for that reason, he might have gotten fast-tracked a little too soon due to lack of competition. In the UFC, he would have been brought along much slower. And um, I also think he's undersized what for weight class middle, is he? middleweight, but I okay. think he's a little undersized for middleweight. He's a tweener. Yeah, <clears throat> but definitely has some, you know, some promise still. He's what? This is his first loss in his career, so he's undefeated going into that. Sometimes a guy needs his first loss to get out of the way. He's still young enough. Um, I, think I mean, look, a- his wife loses a lot, so he sees what it's like, so he'll be all right. She does lose a lot. Yeah, but look, now this is a, a, a weak attempt at a joke, I think, right? I- it's I don't know. I just know that she loses a lot. Loses I wasn't lot. trying to make a joke. I'm not saying you were. I'm okay. saying Tommy was. I feel she like Tommy was he trying sees to how make... how difficult it is. You just get used to it after a while. I don't think <laughs> seeing somebody lose a lot makes you yourself accept your first defeat any differently. Like, you, you might have empathy... And now you maybe like understand what someone had felt like in the past, but I don't yeah, think I mean, that like he loses better. He broke his collarbone is the reason. Why exactly. I, I mean, you know, he did break his collarbone in the fight against Musasi. So Musasi technically broke his collarbone. Right? I just think that there's everybody in that division, and then there's Musasi, just because. Yeah, like, it's amazing how long Gegard's been around and still kind of at the top. But when it came to the UFC. That one loss, that one flash knockout to Uriah Hall spiraled at him. Well, I just don't think that him and Dana White ever really got along. They never vibed, and Musasi kind of got middled around the contender area for way too long. He should have definitely had a crack at the belt. Did he? Ne- he never even had a, uh, which is insanity to me because when you look at things in the grand grand scope of the the history of the middleweight division uh, across all organizations. I, I find it hard for me to put four guys above a Musasi. I, I, I mean, like, he's definitely in my top five. I could go, you could look at, like, a Machida, possibly, but most of his success was at 205, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Like, it yeah. was at light heavyweight, so you got to kind of dispel him from that ranking because he just didn't do it there. It's obvious, the obvious is Anderson Silva, right? And I don't care about the steroid situation. Like, he was the GOAT. Before that, before yeah. that, injuries take place, and you you, yeah, well, you he took you hang steroids. On. The guy had a broken fucking leg. <laughs> At forty years old, you shouldn't be getting it, having the opportunity to get back into a cage with the injury that he had. Yeah, so, yeah, he was. I would put that. I would put Adesanya in the top five, maybe as high as three at this point, maybe Ever? as high as two. Ever at middleweight? I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Like, There's a lot of other middleweights that I'm probably overlooking from the past. I don't put Chael there. I put Bisping possibly there. He did end up getting a belt. Bisping's in my top five. But Rich Franklin, not really. I mean, he was right before it got good in the UFC. I feel like the best competition at that weight class at that time was fighting in another. What Luke Rockhold? Would you put Weidman top ten? When when we're talking about ever, maybe, yeah, because of the the way he took out Anderson Silva. I think that's a big feather in your cap. And his first loss was Rockhold. Yeah, um, but he's, look, Weidman just didn't have the staying power for me when there's guys like Musasi that has been in the game, and I'm, Look, no, I don't. I don't put Weidman because I can't put a Weidman over a guy. Can like I? Can Gino. I give you? Can I give you this top ten list? That's uh, CBS Sports uh, ten top ten greatest middleweights this is as of twenty twenty though. It's a late article. Okay, I so mean, Adesanya is Adesanya is not up. on here. Starting number one, Anderson Silva, greatest of all time. Okay. Number two, and this is CBS. CBS Sports, yeah. Uh, number two, Chris Weidman at number two of all time. Absurd. Number three, Michael Bisping. Number four. Oh, I'm sorry, Adesanya is on here at number four of all time, and this is twenty twenty. So this is before he. So yeah, you could probably put him. There's a case to be made to to move him up, considering what he's done in the last two years, right? I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, Adesanya is like Adesanya is four. Luke Rockhold is five. This is a bad list. Uh, Musasi is six. They're just naming all the Vitor Belfort. Vitor Belfort is seven. 
Uh, Rich Franklin at eight. Robert Whitaker, who we just saw, Bobby Knuckles, right? The Bobby. Other day. Bobby. And Yoel Romero um, at 10. So there's your So I'm saying list. Bisping Yoel's is probably right where he needs to be. Anymore. Um, Bisping is right there, but they didn't factor in anybody from, from like Pride FC. Well, well, here's another one uh, from like FightMatrix.com. This is updated as of February 6, 2022. Okay, there so here, here's here's your Anderson Silva still uh, goat, right? Middleweight, Weidman two, Israel Asanya uh, out of Asanya three, uh, Musasi four, Rockhold five, Bizping, Rich Franklin. Here's a name that we didn't hear before, Dan Henderson. Oh yeah. Okay, Dan Henderson on here at eight. Number nine, Rob uh, Bobby Knuckles. Number ten, uh, Ronaldo uh, Suaza. Jacare. Jacare, huh? Yeah. So he's number ten, and then after that, tough to call guys that, that I've heard of, like Chael Son in fourteen. <laughs> uh, you know, guys that I've never like Vidor Belfort twenty two on this list, but he was in the top ten on the CBS Sports. That yeah, I mean, like it's crazy. all over the place. I would say Kevin Gaslam. Because it's such a crapshoot, because it's such a crapshoot after the fifth, after the top five, I think the top five is a little more solidified, not as far as anything that they're saying, but... And I'm a huge Weidman fan to still have him at number two. I have a hard time putting Weidman over Frank Shamrock, all-time middleweight. If we're going to be talking about, like, the early days of, of the UFC, like, Frank Shamrock was probably the first middleweight champion, right? He was, actually. And, like, he went on a nice little run at certain points in his career. But Robbie Lawler, even at middleweight, in some when he was in, like, strike force, but he didn't come and do it at middleweight in the UFC. Evan Tanner. <laughs> Just R.I.P. Yeah, what he could have been. Is he dead? Yeah. He died? Yeah. Yeah, he, like, 25 years ago. Oh. Yeah, in, like, right, we, one mind. of the most breaking bad ways possible. But. Yeah, he uh, he went on a vision quest. So he desert. died at Joshua Tree. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he got lost. He got lost. Royce Gracie, he's on another list as a middleweight. All right, so we, anyway, we got sorry. off the rails a little bit. It's fine. We, this is kind of good that we did a little middleweight. Yeah, that, that's still a weird list to me, though. You put, it, I completely agree with keeping Anderson Silva at number one. Right? Clear cut, and Adesanya is second. And yeah, number two. I would. Who put, would who would win in the fight in their primes? Um, Anderson Silva, I say, yeah. I say. Okay, so that's clear, Anderson clear Silva cut. has the ground game. Then. Very, very, very similar now. fighter, but yeah, Anderson Silva is a black belt. Will submit you, and I think that that's probably where you 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 might see like a a little agreement that they're going to keep it standing at is like, but if the fight did happen to go to the ground, mm. I don't know. Anderson Silva is really a takedown artist, so he's a striker. So I would say it would just be a kickboxing match because. You take Anderson down, his jiu-jitsu is typically used to stop wrestlers from jiu-jitsu. wanting to go down with him, right? I think Pause. Anderson in his prime was faster than Izzy is now, too. <laughs> yeah. He was yeah. so fast back in the day. Yeah. He really was. Yeah, I agree with that. Except for when Look, Rio Anderson Silva is the Prime Anderson Silva is the, the best, is the GOAT, maybe in all of MMA to me. He was unbeatable. He was just... Too deadly immediately if he touched you, you were you were going down. But all right, Anderson Silva is the best of all time. About this weekend or about last weekend, which one you guys want to do beat first? Wouldn't Enzo Gracie though. I don't care what you oh, say. Stop. This past I will weekend, slap the um, shit out of you right now. Straight up respect shit. for Bobby Green getting back in there real quick, no. only to just get starched uh, within a couple minutes, if that. Right? He was, he was feeling himself. He was filling himself. Of course, why wouldn't you? And now you're going to get another payday? I'm all for it, too. Go Bobby Green, man. I mean, again, I don't like him as a... I don't think he's a good person, but... He probably is an actual good person. You probably just didn't like like, the three minutes you saw of him on the mic, but Bobby Green isn't a bad guy. No. No. But the only people who actually thought that he would win... I get it. ...were extreme casuals or people that just hate Russia right now. Because anybody with, with half a brain knew Bobby Green was not even coming close to beating this guy. He was like a 660 uh, underdog. It was, so it was heavy it dog. Was, they couldn't have oh. made, yeah, like 660 was it's actually being generous. Surprised it was that <laughs> yeah. low. Surprised. Like Should have been like time. plus 1200. <laughs> was that, that, that was obviously the main event of the UFC yeah. fight night, right? Yeah, but that was all three once, minutes of it. Once, um, once Darius was uh, ruled out of that fight. Which I wasn't too too interested in that fight to begin with. I didn't think Dariush had much of a chance. I know that Dariush is a, is definitely a, a game opponent, but might know, have looked better than that. It might have looked better than that, but it was like that was the the UFC's way of trying to get rid of Dariush. Was saying <laughs> like, all right, dude, like you want to fight a top contender? Fucking here, you you know he only won thirty eight fights in a row, and he finally gets fed like <laughs> the the next Khabib. Yep, as his coming out party and. Unfortunately for him, or maybe fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, he didn't get to go out there and 
And I guess it gives him some confidence that he could still at least maybe compete in the top of the division. But I don't think that with his style and the way he doesn't talk shit and the way he just is, like, not good on the mic, he's very... And I don't say this in a in knocking the way anybody is, but it's just not what sells. He's always talking about religion and things like that when he gets his opportunity. And the, the UFC is not going to push that to the forward to the to the front of the company. So him being injured, I think it's very unfortunate for his career. But you know, the UFC ultimately is getting what they wanted anyway. Yeah, I. But I also think that you know, like he said, he won so many fights in a row. To finally get up there, you know, he was just barely fighting ranked opponents when he was ranked number seven. So now he's fighting this guy that they got to rocket up his ass and with good reason. I, you know, I really shouldn't say that with what's going on. <laughs> really shouldn't, but. It's okay. Uh, I think this, we all get it. What do you, what you mean? That they're trying to like blow yeah. him up, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this is so bad. I love it. Love it. Oh, um, that was good. <laughs> Dariush is now going to get pushed right down the bench, and he might not ever get right back up. There. And the problem with the Dariush is this, ready? No, he he is a formidable opponent, and they, they have a very similar issue with finding guys to fight Islam, is that when you have a guy that has a very boring style and doesn't really talk good on the mic, he's not going to do a goddamn thing to help you sell the fight. So if I'm a top contender and I have all these fights on the table, I don't want to fight that guy that's just going to try and beat me in a boring way. He's not really going to talk much about the fight. It's not going to sell. And there's like a, a real risk of losing because of the style that he brings. So it's like, I'm not going to fight you. I'd rather fight a guy that's top 10 guaranteed to win. And it'll be a more exciting fight for the fans. And guess what? The UFC kind of wants that too. So that's been an issue and even more so the issue because at least Islam now has the, the name that, and he's got the ranking to go with it. Nobody's uh, banging on uh, Benil Dariush's door to get them to sign him to fight. Nobody's like, oh, I want Dariush. There's nobody, you know, maybe a couple guys outside the top 10, but even still, that's a tough fight with a no name. Like, if I'm calling out somebody in the top 10, it ain't going to be Dariush. Simple as that. So no, I think Dariush might be getting Bobby Green. <laughs> yes. Jesus. That would be ideal. It's, it's a shame, but I mean that's that's where we're at. the The lightweight division keeps moving. They're we could we could play matchmaker all we want. Um, maybe Dariush and, and like who Connor? hasn't he fought? I mean, like, but Connor's going to take that fight. Come on, I think Connor. Oh, I think Benil Dariush. Thick, by the way, I think Benil Dariush was one of the guys on the TV with like Bilal Muhammad and or no. It was Bilal Muhammad and Connor's talking about what the fuck is on me telly? And it was just <laughs> like yeah. Scott, Scott Smith and Benil Dariush or <laughs> what, what the, did I just get his name wrong again? Uh, Bilal Muhammad. Bilal Muhammad. Oof. Anyway, <laughs> um, yes, Connor is a thick, is a thick, chunky thick, king thick now, boy, right? But he's on oh, steroids because he's, he's not under the he's getting, pool. Uh, he, he's he's smoking the devil's lettuce and eating ice cream bars and videoing it for some. And he's. On steroids, would you, would you <laughs> all agree on this? Uh, I think he's on a something, yeah, yeah. or a weight gaining protein shake yeah. <laughs> of that variation. Yeah, but yeah, full of uh, testosterone. I mean, protein. Um, right. I, I mean, look, did anybody see the reports coming? Well, not reports, but it was the AKA coach Mendez, Javi Mendez, was saying like if if he had to bet right now who's going to get the title shot next <laughs> over Makachev, it's going to be Connor. Oh yeah, of course. If he that says he wants it, he's brutal. Or I have an idea. Have them fight. Yeah, a little title eliminator. Easy one for Makachev because I don't think Connor's got any any smoke for him right now. <laughs> no, and all oh Connor's like, do like is this is what we're about. talking about now in 2022 that Connor gets starched by certain people. Bro, that's Connor crazy. is a rich lunatic that's just <laughs> out there to cause. Yeah. Uh, pandemonium and chaos and get choked out by all, Russians. All he'll do the whole time is talk about how Islam is Khabib's, you know, he's in Khabib's He's his shadow. dog, your, your, you yeah. know, puppy or pup, whatever. Uh -huh. Either way, and then he'd get choked out yeah. probably <laughs> earlier. Earlier. I don't know. Islam seems like the type that would stand for a little bit until he gets clipped. That's what happened with Bobby Green. Well, you gotta be careful. That's what happened with Bobby You get Green. clipped by Connor. I don't care what fuck what. I, I, Connor's definitely hitting you harder than Bobby Green did. Could be. But I guess really there was nothing to see here as far as good good on Bobby Green. Got that second paycheck in as, as many weeks. That's about it, man. Um, but Makachev, I guess what's next for him is either Very the title Gaethje. shot or probably whoever they put in front of him. I think they said he's probably going to be getting the winner of Gaethje and uh, Oliveira. 
But there's a lot, a lot of things go into that. You know, if if Oliveira loses, I think maybe Oliveira gets another shot. First, if you if you win 14 out of 15 of your last fights and the one loss, like you you shouldn't have to work your way That's back. If up. Oliveira wants it, because he keeps. I have a funny feeling if he loses, I think he he might retire, yeah. just because he's made the money, he's he's gotten to the pinnacle, and if he lost it, you know if you think about it, he's been fighting for a while. Yeah, but these guys, that's what's he gonna do? You know, everybody always says, "Oh, retire, retire." It's like he's a fighter through and through. I think you step away at this time. Open he's, up a school. He's in peak performance. He's probably already got a school. So and then he could fall back on that. Yeah, fall back on that or He's capitalize. Go back to Brazil. But the thing is, it's like capitalize on this superstardom, and now you become a prize fighter. It's like you, you become a star, and you fight your whole career to make it, and then have a fight or two getting paid. You know, if right. Oliveira becomes a star, whether he loses the belt or not, I think at this point, he's he's looked at by many, at least by me, as one of the greats. Right, Oliveira, he's been doing it at for a really point, long yeah. time. He came into the game and he was like 17 years old, it seems. He's one of those guys we talk about, Max Holloway, Diaz. They grew up in the UFC, and it's nice to see a guy like him kind of come to fruition, and now he's on top of the fucking And game. up until the past couple years, his entire career, he fought in a division he had no business being in. He was fighting at 145, and he wasn't as... He was effective, Look at Look at Poirier. Look, same thing with Poirier, like, fighting way too small. And a lot of, well, he's, a, he's looking to go up. <laughs> well, he should, but... Again, Poe was fighting at 145. So, yeah. anyway, there's a lot to be uh, talked about going forward to, with the lightweight division. I think it's probably the most exciting division. Going f- uh, for for the last, like, up and down with the Connor era, I think it's been the lightweights through and through. Um, yeah. There's a, a few other guys, but dominant champions kind of make make divisions lose their luster. And we Walterweight. I mean, Usman's very dominant. Yeah, I'm just saying there's a bunch of names in there, though. Yeah, but um, go ahead, Dave. Say it. I'm just. We're saying, about we'll to talk. To it. We're, we're going to get to welterweight in a moment. But yeah, I guess it's a perfect segue. We'll get into it because we do have some um, pro wrestling to unravel. After no, no, this. Not too much today. Not but too much. But look, I think we're. I don't know what time we started. What are we at? I don't even know. Yeah, we're, we're 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 moving. Okay. So this weekend is uh, one of the fights that we at Chop Sports have been waiting for for quite some time, mm-hmm. and I know Dave has a personal relationship with Colby. Um, and if Colby could, you know, sort this whole street Judas thing out and put it on him, which I think he's going to, then maybe we could get Colby to come in here and talk shop and uh, get on the show. But Dave didn't say maybe. Dave said it's it's part of the well, it's always, part of the media tour. I'm always the apprehensive until I see it because you never know. A lot of things need to go right. Well, he's got to fight somebody, Correct. <laughs> you know. So Correct. it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just even a, with a win, there could it's, be things it's what, that don't it's go great. What him and his management have told me that like he's going to want to do a lot of yeah. shit talking if he wins, and one of the podcast stops will be us. One well, of those shows where the three of us go like this, <laughs> yeah, and just ahead. let him go. Have at it, dude. <laughs> but um, big card coming up. The odds on this fight are pretty indicative as to how I think most people think it's going to go. I. I think that there, you could say that there's like a puncher's chance with Masvidal, but the thing about Masvidal is he's not really knocking dudes out. He hasn't been just Ben Askren. That's it. Yeah, but with a with a, a flying knee, I wouldn't call it a prayer knee because that he was, did it, practice it's that. Luck. It's luck, but it, there's a shred of luck in everything because someone has to and move one way, just, and you have I to mean, move another. I mean, Askren shot from across the cage. It was with no hands. It was luck, but it was also like part of him saying like this dude's terrified. He's got like head down, overhand rights. So if I rush him real quick, he's gonna do. He's not. He's not gonna think about what to do. He's gonna do what his body does. Right. So you could say, "Look, I could." I'll say, "Like, pretty well thought out, timed." And then obviously the luck factor is nailing him right in his jaw. Mm. But yeah, perfect, perfect fight, uh, perfect knee, I should say. He's not gonna get. That but he doesn't have much of a puncher's chance in this one because I don't even think that he's got. I think he's a better pure boxer. But as far as um, MMA boxing goes, and you factor in the takedowns and, the, and like just the overall distance, they're not boxing each other. Like I would say Masvidal would destroy Colby in a straight boxing match, but this is not straight boxing. The takedowns are, are a factor. And if there's anybody that laid out um, a blueprint on what to do to Masvidal when standing, it's Usman. Mm-hmm. And I think Colby and Usman have a very similar style as much as they don't like each other. Very similar style. I think style. there's mutual respect now, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, there's de- I, first of all, there's always been mutual respect as t- in terms of the ability and what they bring as a risk right. or a threat to, the, to one another. But 
I think Masvidal, I mean, uh, Usman and Kobe are very similar. It's just that, that um, Usman's just got a little more, a, a lot more power. Like he has that end it in right now power, which you didn't see early because he was being a little more calculated, but you definitely saw it in uh, the last fight with Masvidal, mm. right? So his wrestling pedigree is a little bit better than, than Kobe's too. The cut above him, but I don't know. I mean, his wrestling pedigree in terms of where he came from, but I think well, if they had a straight the spot, re- no, no, American top team, I mean, no, I'm talking oh. about like uh, amateur background. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. You know, Usman's definitely the better amateur wrestler. No, Usman was was part of the Black Zillions. He was never. Oh, I thought you were comp- I'm sorry. I thought you were comparing the two. The, the fight, this fight, yeah, yeah, Masvidal but, and Covington. But nonetheless, I think that's a, a fair assessment to say that Usman has the edge on Kobe, maybe in every aspect, just a little bit. But style-wise, style very similar to each other. And I think that what you saw with Masvidal and Usman, both fights, was a controlling um, Usman. And you're going to see Kobe control this fight the same way. Um, and I think in in some ways, Masvidal's coming into this fight angry, and that's a bad thing for him. Or Kobe knows he's... When I see these guys talking shit to each other, um, as good as Kobe could be with the mic, he's getting destroyed to me. Like, like. Masvidal is very talented in the the pre-fight shit talking, but um, I think Colby's doing enough in like the when they're not in the same room together and he's just got the mic and an interview where he's doing enough as to where it's bothering Masvidal to the point where he might fight this fight emotionally and Colby's mm-hmm. just going in business yeah. as usual. Colby will pick and him apart. Does anybody kind of see what I'm talking about when like you have them talking to each other? Because I watched the Stephen A. interview the other day, oh, and first it was of all, like, why is he doing interviews with MMA? <laughs> I mean, that's just the, the I media understand. tour. You get it. Sucks. I think Stephen A. is a joke, but yeah, you know, it's good for the sport. I guess you could say because it's not what Stephen A. doing. It's good for the it's good for the fighter because the fighters Notoriety, getting an interview right. on ESPN yeah. is good right. for their their brand. So get Andrew Dice Clay to be on ESPN but, to interview them. You know, oh, I think that Hubbard. there was some things that Colby was asked, and like he just. You know, when he gets asked situation, uh, put in situation, sometimes you could see, like, that he's just, that he's most of the time acting, and then all of a sudden he has to not act. It's a little apprehensive. Yeah, yeah there was sometimes. a little, but when he's just interviewing with Ariel Hawani and he could just randomly talk shit and there's not someone there, you know, to, to check him, I think he runs into issues. But be, that, that happens. You want to know why that happens? Because it is an act and I, in a good way. Like, I'm not, I am a fan of Colby, and I used to not be, but... Just you, like he seeing, won you over. No, it's like it's you, the same thing with me. Like bro, I told you, bro. It's, it's the, the, it's the progression of the sport. It's, it's the way I could say this is that Colby realized something um, before I did about the way the nature of the sport was going. And maybe I shouldn't say before I did. It's just like realizing that that will work to the extent that it did with him. Whereas like guys were doing it and I realized that the, the element of that was there, but I didn't realize that you could just literally like completely sell out. And I don't mean calling him a sellout. I mean, like, just ditch your personality as an actual person and, and literally play the heel, mm-hmm. and that would work long-term. I didn't believe that it would, yeah, yeah. and it definitely did. He knows heel. He knows the word heel. I like that. Come huh? on, bro. I'm not a, <laughs> you realize that that I used to like wrestling when it was he cool. He has been listening. When I was 10. Wait, you have a heel episode or something? No, no, no. The greatest heel turn of all time. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> anyway, so I personally, if if I had to make my assumption, uh, take the French bat of it, I think he's, I think he finishes Masvidal. I think he finishes yeah. Masvidal. I think that's going to happen. I think it's a it's a finish. It's not a uh, decision. Look, it's it's going to be a five finish. round fight. No, it's not. I, I look. Well, it's it's scheduled for five I'm, rounds. Yes, the main it's event. Scheduled yes. for five rounds. Yes, it's the main event. So yeah, he can. Colby can grind him out for four and a half rounds and just elbow him. And look, count, um, I you know I'm not. On that side of things, I don't think that Colby is a big puncher. And I think that Masvidal has very good defensive jiu-jitsu and wrestling is a lot better than people think. I think that um, he's going to control the fight wherever he goes. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him get stopped Masvidal because I'm good either way with that. Um, I, am a, I am a fan of both guys. I probably am in some ways a bigger fan of Masvidal historically than I am Colby. Like, no doubt about it. But... Um, for the sake of chop sports. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, be, I'm being yeah, completely right. honest. It's just like, you know, I'm not rooting one way or the other in this fight. I like both guys. I want Colby to win because I want to get him as a guest on the show. <laughs> and, you know, I just don't think it's a realistic expectation to think that Masvidal at this point in his career, after all the wars that he's had coming off the brutal KO, um, and like where he's at in his own head, 
he might be very confident, but also he's in this business to make some money. And I think that right now that's what he's looking at this fight as. All the other stuff that they're doing, like these dudes are going to shake hands after the fight. I will say, sure I will that. say this. Uh, I am in the know that Colby Covington will be bringing something to the press conference um, to unveil uh, for this fight coming up. So that's a teaser for you guys. Tune into the press conference. It's going to be hilarious. I think it's going to be funny. And it just it kind of it plays still who Colby is and what he's been about for the last couple of years. So I think it's really funny. Um, but but um, right they, before we went on the air, do you, I mean, do you guys, I, I don't want to take over the show, but like the prediction, Colby, Colby, everybody. Yeah, thinks but Colby's I want to just, is there any other fights of note that you look, that you're looking at on this Well, card? the reason why I say that is because right before we went on the air, um, Dos Anjos found out yes. that his fight's been scrapped. We don't know if that's going to be a replacement. There's only six days it's left. Shame to the, five days because, left. Because uh, he looked devastated. Well, that happened yeah, on the of, area. Of Hawani. Well, I don't have any. His past few fights have fallen through. Oh, my heart really bleeds. My <laughs> didn't he pull out of a couple fights? Yeah. So look, it is what it is. I'm not. I'm. It, he pulled out from COVID once. Yeah. So I'm not. I don't. Feel, he my must heart have got it from that terrible. I don't think. I think he was a little upset because he wants to make some money. Um. And you know when you train for a fight and you're a fighter, that's what you want to do. You're you're there promoting, literally wasting his time on that call promoting the fight. That, but look to talk a little bit about the guy that had to pull out. Everybody know who Vizyev is? I don't. Yeah. I don't know enough about Man, him. You you've definitely seen some of his highlights. I'm looking right at him. He's like he, the Matrix. He, he does look um, pretty. He has crazy. some crazy from Kazakhstan skills and just well, a freak he's athlete. Out of, uh, Tiger, Muay Thai. Yeah, just a freak athlete. He's a dude that he, like, dodges head kicks with, like, you know, he, like, sways backwards. I'm doing it, like, so, on camera here. But. So, in reality, is this a good thing for Dos Anjos? Well, yeah, I think so as well. Have you gotten killed in this fight? I, like, I don't know that. He, I Look, you make that mistake of, like, we could get glover in this one, too, where you think, like, oh, this next big thing is coming along, and then he could get glover to share it. And, yeah, except know. except glover to share wasn't on roids for a third of his career, and then when Usada came in, completely. Fair. Uh, um, I agree with that wholeheartedly, but Dos Anjos has had some decent showings of late, no? Nothing worth noting, really. They should just let him and Tony Ferguson fight. A hundred times. Yeah, because... And Bobby Green. Throw, throw Bobby Green in there. No, Bobby one. Green could just be the one-day replacement in <laughs> any given situation. But um, where were we? We're moving off of Greg Hardy now. We got so we have Greg Hardy. We have uh, two Ukrainians on this card, zero Russians. So. Uh, Sergeyev uh, Spivak is taking on Greg Hardy. That'll open the card. Um, is it Sergio or Sergey? Because Sergey. By I the say? way, he's not. Greg he's not. Uh, is he a Brazilian? Uh, what did I say? No. You said Sergio or Sergio. Sergio. No. I didn't say Sergey. Spivak. I didn't say that. Sergio. Spivak is. Uh, he's not Brazilian. Uh, no, he's, he's the big tall dude. He's from Ukraine. Yeah, he's gonna kick the he shit. He's from Moldova. Yeah. Is that where they're getting heated up right now? Kiev. What? <laughs> I, I said K. Uh, Moldova. <laughs> is that where they're attacking right now or no? Is, is it that, Ukraine? Is that in the UK? Oh, UK. They said Ukraine. No, I'm just fucking with you big oh. time now. So, yes, yeah. it is oh, in the Ukraine, shit. I think. I am the big job. Greg Hardy looks like a marshmallow here. Yeah, well, Greg Hardy 265 pounds, 6'5". He's going to get He's going to get flattened. This Spivak dude, he's I used good. to. I, I was have a question. Now, I don't mean. I, I, oh, man, this might, this might go over just fine. Um, <laughs> Probably not, but I so can't wait like, for it. If, like, the 72-year-old Klitschko brothers are fighting in this war, how come these <laughs> UFC fighters that are clearly formidable fighters that are from the Ukraine aren't forced to take up arms for their brethren? I don't know. Because Uncle Dana pays us more. Um, there's also a welterweight fight. <laughs> Alex uh, Oliveira against Kevin that, Was Holland. that a Russian accent or a Ukrainian accent? I, same difference. Why does he man. sound like Jerry Jones? <laughs> also, was it also Chinese? <laughs> Oh my goodness! So anyway, Kevin Holland taking on Alex Oliveira. Eddie Barbosa is fighting in this fight cowboy, against Bryce cowboy Mitchell. Cowboy Oliveira against Kevin Holland. Frank, cowboy Oliveira. This guy ain't no cowboy. Frank Murr. Mur. <laughs> hey, win with me. Do you know who says Frank Murr? Who? Ashley Brock. Oh, because yeah. <laughs> he beat his ass. Kane Velasquez. <laughs> <laughs> That's Brock. You don't give a fuck, dude. <laughs> I'm excited though, man. Colby, a uh, Colby fight's coming up this week. Watch party at the studio. Chris won't be here because he's a bum. Yeah, why won't you be here? He's got to go make some do re me. Yeah, I've, I'm a bum. I'm going to work. Bums don't work. Mm. By law, I mean by like go. Yeah, all right. 
You could at least make it here for the uh, main event. I think you could too. Maybe we'll you're see. right here. You're right here. So you, I, honestly, you don't have any excuse. Put it this way: Saturday, I got I I got home at one fifteen. Perfect. So. Colby will be jumping off right around there. <laughs> With the way these UFC cards go, thank God I'll be around company. Because if I'm not, if I'm home, there's no way I make the fight. Like there's just oh like, oh my god, this is so funny. No, I know I, the gallo, bro. All right, we'll so talk about funny. it after the year. We'll talk. Damn it. I know. We'll talk about it. Should have popped my shirt off. It's really god funny. Damn it. I should have popped my show shirt. that night. Is the question. We'll do something. We'll, we'll we'll do something. We'll do live stream. We'll go live or something like that. But yeah, we'll we'll figure that out. But make Chris miss that he's not here. Let's take a break, huh? Let's take a break. We'll talk some uh, pro wrestling. We got some news uh, to drop on you, and then we'll uh, we'll put a bow on this bitch, and then we'll uh, see you guys next week. So news to drop on you, huh? Yeah, yeah, a couple. Yeah, I mean, not really news, news, but oh my god, she stop, stop with the more <laughs> references for the love of God. We'll be right back, <laughs> guys. Behind every great sports fan is a spouse or a significant other that tirelessly puts up with us day in and day out, and sometimes they're even bigger fans than we are. At Chop Sports, we're all about helping all brands expand their business. And today, we want to talk to you guys about a women's clothing company out of North Carolina called Lilac and Sage Boutique. Tell them, Dita. Lilac and Sage Boutique is a veteran-owned, LEL spouse-operated boutique based out of North Carolina. They were founded by those who serve. Their goal is to continue their service by providing affordable clothing to other hardworking women. They ship orders all over the world. They have all sorts of amazing styles ranging from women's tops, rompers, to sundresses. I myself have already purchased way too many items and I'm coming back for more. Guys, you have to act now and at checkout, be sure to let them know you heard about them via Chop Sports by entering the code CHOP10 and get 10% off your purchase at checkout. Visit them online right now at www.lilacsageboutique.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Lilac Sage Boutique. And join their mailing list like I did so I don't miss any of their new arrivals. You heard it from the producer herself, ladies and gentlemen. Check out lilacsageboutique.com. All right, welcome back to the Chop Heads Combat Sports Podcast. Your host, of course, Dave Sturgio. No longer Casual Dave on uh, the second half of the show because I know what the hell I'm talking about. And, of course, there's Casual Chris and, of course, the Reverend Tommy we, D. We just, My we just, goodness. We just went through the whole... Um, I know. I I'm know. not casual. I, 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 I'm not casual. What we call me? We'll former. Call You're a former fan. I'm a former. The former, <laughs> you have to former care wrestling. enough to be a casual. He's I'm just a, You know what I am, bro? I am not a fan of the WWE, but I am definitely a fan of the WWF. Fine. That's fine. That is fair. So what would you say was your last year of actively watching on the regular? Bro, once Papa Shango cast a spell <laughs> on the Ultimate Warrior, I was so shook. Right? That was it for me. I was like, Papa Shango just basically killed him i saw it happen do i have the same thing right and then that was it it was like papa shango saturday afternoon right uh, 11 o'clock that was, o'clock the, that was probably the the best acting the ultimate warrior ever did is no i'm sure career. i watched a little bit more after that but like you know i always wanted to be a currently in the ring guy you know like iron mike sharp <laughs> i saw iron mike sharp at a gnc right and you had the fucking elbow pad on and everything iron mike sharp Papa Shango theme song, yeah. where he had the thing. He's in the background. So who would did Papa Shango become? Like the Godfather. One of the Godfather. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I knew he turned into somebody else. Wasn't that like uh, the Nation of Domination or yeah. something? Yeah. See, see, he knows. I'm trying to get rid of the now. Wow, it's crazy how this isn't even letting me pause because they put a spell on my uh, podcast. Here. Um, uh, but wow, Papa Shango. Yeah. So that's the last time. So you haven't watched since fucking '92. Okay, cool. No, I, I mean, like, let me think about these. I could tell you the. The last main event that I remember seeing, like, really cared about... On a pay-per-view? Was when uh, The Undertaker killed Yokozuna and sent him to heaven. Okay, so 1994. (laughs) Sent him to heaven, he said. Or, I don't know, does Japanese people believe... Oh, yeah, that was bad. (laughs) Japanese people believe in heaven. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Wow. We're leaving that, by the way. Yeah. Cancellation. Got a little cancellation. No, that was a, um, what? I mean, you basically just, oh boy. Anyway, uh, there is some news to get into. What did I do? You guys have tried to do accents for the last, like. No, you didn't do anything. You just, you questioned if the Japanese believe in heaven as do a they? If they're a religion. The Japanese is not a religion. They're just Japanese. I understand that. No, but they have that, that. No, you're, you're, I, I see where I get what you're Yes, they're at. like, um, it's a different. First of all, they've the Japanese have been around before Jesus Christ have, so <laughs> they're, they're an ancient people, all right? I, I get where you're getting at. 
So oh what boy. I'm saying is like their their version of heaven isn't like Correct. heaven or hell. Yeah. Might be different. So that's what you so meant anyway, by that. Cue the um, I don't give a fucks. <laughs> cue the will not be. Uh, this is why we do this show. Honestly, because like we we kind of keep it somewhat buttoned up on the daily. Yeah. Which, by to. the way, if you're listening to this show, then yes, definitely please. tune in Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on YouTube, and um, join us on all our social medias. Tommy, what why are you shaking, shaking your, your head fucking for? head, bro? We're, well, we're not allowed to plug our, our, show? our network. You have the end of the show to do your plug. Well, I took this the opportunity now because I'm not. Now really, he's telling us how to run the show. Yeah, ba that? basically, I don't know where's the fucking get the script, fuck out. Dude. All right. <laughs> also, clean that up. What was that? <laughs> Yeah, I got him. I got him. Got little him. vodka and uh, cranberry juice. Are you I, really I drinking? No. Oh, no. <laughs> shit, man. I was going to say, man. I can't even think about alcohol right now after yesterday's debacle. Um, all right. So this week, uh, last week, if you watched Raw, you saw Edge. Remember Edge? Yeah. Okay. So Edge called out, said he wants one good, one more great run, one more WrestleMania moment. He said he wants it to be phenomenal. Ooh, there's the drop. Yeah, it could be AJ Styles. We'll see. I don't want it to be AJ Styles. I want it to be Cody Rhodes. I want the swerve. I want the fact that they said it out loud like that with, I want a phenomenal opponent, right? Everybody's like, it's AJ Styles, right? And then all of a sudden, swerve, it's Cody Rhodes. Do you think Cody signs? This is significant, Chris, because of this. The fact that Cody Rhodes left WWE on shit terms, right? This is Dusty Rhodes' son. One so, of them, right? One of I them, yes, yes, I know. A couple weeks he learned back. a couple weeks ago there's two. Um, so he left on shitty terms, and he, along with the Young Bucks, which is a tag team, and a couple other guys came up with this all-elite thing. Next thing you know, AEW is born. Cody is one of the like founding members of AEW. He was significance. Top, he was just top building the so, shit out of himself. So this will like be the significant. Can I predict why it might be significant based on context clues, and I could be wrong, sure. that... That is a, a, a wrestler that is no longer affiliated with the WWE and a, largely affiliated with a competitor, possibly getting a spot on a WWE event. He'll go back. He'll just go so resign. Am I right? Did yes, you're right. Oh See, context. I'm fucking so good at this shit, <laughs> bro. So that's a rumor that he's there. Other rumor that popped up on my timeline on Twitter was that I said I put out there like I want Cody and Edge, and the one guy replied to me, "Well, I heard." Owens Austin. And I'm like, what? Like Steve Austin? You know who Stone Cold Steve Austin is, right? Okay. So all of a sudden, Stunner versus Stunner kind of thing. Does Austin have it? Is he allowed? Is he I cleared? Like I don't even think he could. I mean, he looks like he's been kind of keeping himself in shape. He looks but great. I have a question he's about been, this. And now this is a completely off topic, but on wrestling. So you know how MMA fighters have records? And this got me thinking like, when you're trying to do matchups, I can't and wait like to that. use. I can't wait to answer like, this is question. There, is there a thing like a, a database where you could literally go and look at like everyone's record? Ready for this? And every AEW match. by separating themselves, whoever's calling you, tell them to go f themselves. Who is it? I, I don't know anybody. Don't worry I don't know anybody in his life. His so daughter. Like, yeah, right. Like you tell that little girl. Um, which one go? So it's funny you should say that. AEW when created, they said they were going to separate themselves by actually keeping track of standings and records. So you they can you can do that. You can there's a database out there. That's what I'm saying. You can so find my professional wrestling record online. You know what I'm saying? There's records out there. But yes. My, but my point is is there like WWE all-time, you know, Hulk Hogan is like, like wins 191 probably. You know, out so there. then we could start saying like this is bullshit. He deserves a title shot. Based off of wins and Based losses. Based off of like he got predicted I mean there's not win. really a wins and losses in WWE. It's just about a matter of who you beat. How you beat them? You know, you know I mean? like now. How are you going off of? You guys, realize that TV? I'm. That I'm you, yeah, but are you going I'm loosely off? having you guys make fun? Right, but are you going by, off by TV wins and losses? Because there's a lot of house shows, shows. right? <laughs> well, I don't know. Are we? You tell me. No, guys. you go. You go off wins and losses. All right, look at it this way. Everybody talked about Hulk Hogan and, and Andre the Giant, right? When they when they were finally getting wow. So I found I found what the world does. I'm asking for yeah. What the world doesn't realize <laughs> is those two wrestled a bunch. Hulk Hogan of course, actually I, I, body I, slammed him a bunch. I do I do realize that a hundred percent. I get that. Um, Ready for this? But <laughs> no, just God. go ahead. No, just I found all right. So there's a website, uh, CageMatch.net. Do you ever go on it? This is where you could find Dave Destruction's professional that wrestling. That sounds like record. I would get like seventy-five viruses on my computer. Oh, hundred. Yeah, my my laptop's about to explode. But it does have matches, wins, and losses, and draws standings from for the WWE um, from nineteen forty-nine, forty-eight. 
Is this accurate? No way. No, there's no matches found. But like, I was just looking at 90. I, I pulled up a random year of 1991. Ready? Who do you think in 1991, you can have a guess at this too, um, had the most matches in the year of, so January 1st, all the way to 38, who had the most matches for WWF? Not wins and losses, most matches. Macho Man. Mr. Perfect no. or Bret Hart? And no. It's obvious. Bret Hart was two. Bret Hart was two at 200 matches. In a 365-day year. Wait, 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 wait. What? You think you're never going to get it? Lex Luger. Lex Luger. He wasn't in the WWE. Was not in the WWE by then. Um, The fuck does that mean? He was in WCW or not even wrestling at all. Um, The narcissist. Ready for the number one guy with 207 matches. He's going to be currently in the ring guy. No. No. Brooklyn Brawler? (laughs) No. The big boss man. Really? 207 matches in 1991. Wow. Now, this just goes to show you like the work ethic of See some of these guys. See what I bring guys. to this show, by the way? Bret yeah, Hart, that, Bret Hart took the lead in 92 uh, I bring with to this 203 show? matches. Well, I, will say, I will say for all you two wrestling fans listening right now. Oh, boy. No, I'm kidding. I know that this show will probably have more wrestling listeners than MMA. Damn right. Um, but I, I, this is what I do. I come and I make direct, immediate improvements to the wrestling world. By saying, look, we should make this database, and then it makes Dave go find it, and now we know that the 94 big boss man- and 95, back-to-back, most wrestling matches. Who do you think had it? Back-to-back. Well, did it in 94, and then repeat in 95. Lex Luger. No. No. And Steve Austin was 10th in 96. That was, oh, I'm not, I shouldn't say 96. Undertaker. Uh, no. Michaels. Undertaker was number 7 in 95. Where's Michaels? Shawn Michaels was number 11. Remember, Shawn only, oh, only wrestled when he felt like it, bro. That's, this, is, this is prime. The Red Shawn, Rooster. Red Rooster did not uh, qualify. So, number one Texas in 94 Tornado. and 95, God rest his soul, Owen Hart. Worked the most. One. Huh? He was number one? Number one in back-to-back years. Wow. Wrestling matches like wrestling. I wonder if that's why he kicked his leg out of his leg. Uh, <laughs> he loves that promo. He loves that promo. So, so wait, he was number one back-to-back years? Of matches that he had. Like, wow, had that many matches. He never fell. Oh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> He a wrestled so... He literally wrestled... <laughs> I can't. That's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't. Say, I don't say shit like that. You're all messed up. You're all fucked up in the head. 2022 current leader. Who is it right now? I got Most a matches. good word from my Japanese friends that there is no heaven or hell. So, oh my god. Oh, okay. Right now. Right now. Remember, you're only in February. There is no house shows. So February 28th, as we record, is who's leading the WWE in matches had? Do drop. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say calories in took. I said matches. <laughs> Brutus the Barber Beefcake. He, uh, class act. Met him a couple times. So who is the leader right now? What year? The, right now. Current. So from January till now, who has had the most matches on TV? All right, give me, Goldberg. Give me three guys that wrestle right now. Seth Rollins. He doesn't wrestle. Enough. Seth He's Rollins is number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dominant <laughs> force. You know what, is that always a good thing? What, that he worked the most? I mean, you get paid the most, probably. Yeah. Most and appearances, yeah. They get and, yeah. Guaranteed contracts. Well, either way. Yeah. Uh, I, you get you more know. if you're, you get bonuses if you're on the certain bills, yeah. So then why doesn't Brock do that? Because Brock doesn't need Where's to do Brock that. On he, this list? he gets paid just to show Brock, up. He, he does 12 events a year. Yeah, and he gets paid the most. <laughs> Brock Lesnar is number 61. Ow. With four matches he's had in 2022. You know who's right? Could you look at the earnings, though? <laughs> That's another story. Ronda Rousey has five matches in 20. 20- How is that possible? Royal Rumble. Elimination Chamber. What else? She wrestled on Raw or SmackDown? I don't think so. I don't know. But anyway, you haven't watched, so how do we know? I have watched. But this is this this I can go on and on with this, yeah, this that's, website. That's but anyway, this, that's they, this is a, a rabbit podcast. hole right here. You're welcome, guys. Yes, thank you yeah, very much for that. But it's funny because look, here we go. Ready? Uh, let's see. It, I would never have had the opportunity to make an Owen Hart joke without that either. So thank you. You're fucking awful for that one, by the way. What? Like awful, beyond awful. All the statute limitations is passed. What does that mean? It means that if Tommy was the person that actually killed him. And they found out now he might not even get, get in trouble for Dave it. Dave Destruction is on this. Is the independent wrestler uh, database here. Let's see here. Uh, Matt Career. Ready? Ready for my career uh, matches here in case anybody wants to care? Nobody actually cares. Match statistics. Is that where we're at here? Yeah, match. Total number of matches in my career from 2012 to 2016. Four years worth of matches. 24. 
So you're better. You're more active than Brock and I'm, I'm way more active than Brock. Yeah. My match total was 24. I have. I am. <laughs> I'm eight and 16. What was? What was? Um, I lost a lot. Wait, I was wait. a heel. <laughs> what, I was a heel for a little so bit. So how many matches did Owen Hart wrestle in that year? What year? Oh no, he he crushed me. No, I'm talking about the year that you had. Would you have 21 in four years? How many did Owen Hart have? <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible, bro. Which one? 2013 which, was my claim those, to fame. Yeah, year. 15 of my 24 matches happened in that one. Which Which one of those was the uh, the flush chair shot that you're still crying about? Fuck off. That was uh, <laughs> 2000 and uh, what year was that? 2000 end of end of 2013, heading into 14. That's when that was. But it's funny because it looks like my la- yeah my last listed match right here, nine ten my birthday. In 2016, I lost to Christopher Avery Kuehling. Concussed out of my mind. Who the fuck is collecting this data? I don't know. Some Mark boy, and I love oh. him. I love him for this because look what I get to show <laughs> my from, son one day. Is he from Canada? <laughs> Mark. Mark. Hello, Mark. Is this you? Mark, are you filling out the Pride Wrestling, Internet Wrestling database? Oh, this, is, is this is really, uh, this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. I... I that's insane. Whoever's doing that is insane. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, I do know how hard it is because like I can't even po- post a blog on my <laughs> website. So, what well, is active roles? Singles wrestler, play-by-play commentator. Somebody's on this, folks. And they updated my fucking Twitter, my YouTube. My YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. You do? I do. It's all my announcing stuff. That's where all the psychos come out. But anyway, yeah. Poor wrestling school trained email, by. Be pl- like, by the way, it's a. Chop Sports Media. Right yeah, now? I will. If so, if you're listening to this, I'll I'll send an inquiry. Anyway, I'm not gonna. This isn't the Dave Sturgio show. Um, that was years ago. That was awesome. That was. <laughs> did, did, I'm telling you right now, this is actually relatively pretty cool. Good job, Chris. Seriously, good. Chris job. with a <laughs> mad commentary career. What is that supposed to mean? This funny equal. Mo- it's got my commentary so guys, career this on here. Part, this portion of the podcast is where Dave uh, loosely has a conversation with himself about things that he's not quite <laughs> sure. This was like a, nobody gives a shit, Dave. It's this been was a like long a, this time is your ago. life's episode. For this you, is like, your life. All right. So anyway, we covered a lot. Other yeah. news: AEW Dynamite this week on Wednesday. Apparently, Tony Khan's got another big announcement. I feel like that's all he does is make big announcement after big announcement. And it's not that the Jaguars are going back to London because we already know this now. Jaguars are playing London. By the way, congratulations. The Raiders got the Hall of Fame game against the Jaguars this year. Nobody's watching that shit oh at God, all. God, that's so exciting. That was so bad. So oh. you get the extra preseason game to get an injury in. Congrats. You did it. Why are they doing the Jet? Oh, Baselli. They usually put somebody in that game that has like significance to the Hall of Fame class. Which Raiders are going in the Hall this year? Oh, John Madden. No, John Madden's no, a Hall of Famer. Right? No, no, so maybe they're going to do another tribute to John Madden again. Is there another Raider going to the Hall of Fame? Uh, who just went in? Uh, oh, my God. Well, in any event, they usually had that. Anyway, that's not this podcast. This uh, podcast yeah. is wrestling. No, uh, it's probably Leroy Butler did invent the uh, Lambo Leap against the Raiders. Well, there you go. Done. Easy. Done. All right. Kevin now. Owen Hart had his own uh, leap, too. Come on with the Owen Hart <laughs> shit. He had the dew drop. <laughs> Dave, Dave originally had plans to like edit the Owen Hart thing out, and now he can't. I, there's no way. I'm, there's just, no way. There's no way I can do it. Uh, we've, we've covered a lot today. Um, I wonder if he's okay. Gonna be so, if this is our last podcast. So the the AEW. No, that's not cancelable. This is comedy. Okay, yeah. sure is. The um, AEW announcement. Don't know what it could be. Um, maybe they're adding another night. Maybe they're going head to head with Raw. Maybe uh, I don't know what what could it be. Another superstar. Like I don't think that's a thing. Maybe a, maybe a WrestleMania type situation where they have like, do they have a main thing? You know, like no. WrestleMania. WWE has WrestleMania. They don't have one, right? It's like just what was WCW's? Was that Starcade? Starcade, yeah. Awful. <laughs> I was never a WCW guy. Did you ever watch any WCW at all besides the Hogan turn? No, no. It was, it was to me. I was always um, WWE all the way. Ric Flair early, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But my dad liked it. Like I would come home from school. It had like it the old, on the, the grit feel to it. The older guys that came from like NWA and like all those like the the, it was the like, territories. To me, know? it was like Bellator. Right, right. But the problem was not a problem. Eventually, WCW got cooler than WWE, and then they beat them in the ratings. Bellator's never going to beat. Weeks. Bellator's never going to beat WWE. Uh, yeah, well, they're never. Oh, no, they did. <clears throat> they beat. They beat out. Uh, Stipe versus Ngannou won. Bellator beat it out. No, with, but we're we're not talking Rampage about a fucking versus, single event. Uh, Chael. We're not we're really. Talking, yeah, uh, I'm not even so sure about that either. I, I, well, I mean, if that's, that's pretty. That's pretty specific for him to bring that up. It was a hundred, hundred and thirty so. pay per view buys for UFC, 
and over a million people watched Rampage and Shale on Spike TV. Well, it's free. Very, 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 very skewed bullshit um, because of what you just said. So Spike TV was free, pay-per-view. Of course, you know, both people, anybody that watched one definitely watched the other. Okay. Mostly. Uh, Let's see. There's only one more bit of news. I would say Kevin Owens just inked a new deal. He said he talked directly to Vince McMahon. So let's talk about the Kevin Owens and Stone Cold thing for a minute. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but... yeah. How would it even happen? Why would I, I don't get if, it? If, listen, Kevin Owens is a, is a pro's pro. If anybody's going to be able to not carry Austin per se, I'm sure he can go like to an extent, but like to sell for him to do that kind of shit. No like you want to see Austin at his eight, like Luthez? I don't know, man. Owens. Oh, I mean, we didn't get to announce this because we didn't talk about this and they announced it last week. I don't think we said anything about the Undertaker being the first inductee into the Hall of Fame this year. We didn't talk about no, that. No, we, we didn't talk about that. So the Undertaker's getting into the Hall of Fame. It's oh. Well, Hardy Boys turned it down. How is he not? Because he was active up yeah, until last year. Hardy Boys turned it down. Hardy Boys, like both of them? They turned down the Hall of Fame? Holy shit. After that shit that went down with Well, they, did Jeff. they fire Jeff again? He's gone. Jeff's gone again. I saw yeah. him. NEW is uh, running a show up in Northeast. Northeast he's, Wrestling? He's gonna, I see I, they're advertising the Hardys I together. Mean, there's a Greg Hardy in the... I think he's going to be jumping over. <laughs> Matt, Jeff, and Greg. <laughs> I think he's going to be jumping to all so, elite. But, I, I got real confused. Uh, when the U when he you know they they figured out that he didn't piss hot and his tests were perfectly fine, they wanted to offer him and Jeff or him and and Matt like oh Dolphin. we made a mistake Jeffrey come on back and he's like no nah, bro and he's yeah. like just no no man that's not how Greg Hardy talks. <laughs> 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 it's like ah. you kind of stick around with pro wrestling talk. With I want that to be a, a segment going forward, like pro wrestling talk with Chris Gucci. <laughs> Just to be like, "Hello, I'm having a good time." Um, Not um, Abdul the Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my son, my son has had like freaking razors for it, and he likes to like scratch uh. himself. He scratched himself like. Three times in the forehead. I, I literally looked at him. I'm like, "Yo, you look like Abdullah the Butcher right now." <laughs> Steph's like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, you look like he just like, forked himself like right across." Like he almost beat up Chris's dad one day <laughs> at the Dunn Arena. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember the Elizabeth, the Minutemen tournament in Elizabeth? Fun times. Yeah, it's good times. Independent wrestling at its best. Speaking of independent wrestling, if you guys want to go check out a free show, did I say this already? Free, I did say this on the Daily Show. Free show Thursday night, the students of Creative Pro New York taking on the students of Creative Pro New Jersey. As you know, Creative Pro is um, New York is uh, taught by Pat Buck and Brian Myers. The New Jersey, you got trainer Pat, excuse me, Pat Buck, but the amount of trainers underneath Buck. You know, the Bobby Waywards of the world, uh, Sean Donovan, Danny Moff, like guys like that have contributed. Mario Bacar, the, the, the Carinos. <clears throat> I'm like losing my voice again. That's what happens when you do 11 podcasts. Yeah, I was going to say, I, my, my voice is shot. But um, still yeah, up so free wrestling in Union, New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> if you want to go check out that show, I didn't hear that one. That one I didn't hear. But Chris is laughing, so it I know it wasn't even that funny. It was just like, because Tommy's not really that funny of a guy. But... <laughs> It was just the amount of Owen Hart references. Yes, there's a lot. There's a lot. All right. And just know, just know that Tommy is not a nugget. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> <So. laughs> <laughs> I think that can I can I can we take this home right now? Yeah, I'm already. I'm, I sure mean, he wishes he could. You've been home. I mean, like, you've yeah, been home. Dude, like I'm ready All to right. go. Well, dude. look, like I said, uh, do your do your fight book. Ah, yes. Everybody head over to www. You know he cut me off in the middle of a close last week because he couldn't promote. So you just did it back to him? I, this is my receipt. Go ahead. <laughs> Everybody head over to www.fightbookmma.com for all of your MMA and pro wrestling news and join them on Thursday nights for sitting sitting ringside with Roberto Hilla, Mr. Rudy Lara, Dave Rodriguez, and their new co-host, Mark Abo Miller. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He really is. What? Good for yeah. him. Guy needs. A Are you ki- wait? The Mark? Mark? Yeah. He's a co-host on something. Hey, yeah. good job, Mark. Good job, eh? Hey, hey. You need that the Canadian. That's you know, great. Comedy. Oh man, that's hey. awesome. We got yeah, a celebrity yeah. on our hands. That's amazing. Yeah. Good oh, for you. Why kid. don't you go have yourself a Molson, eh? <laughs>
<laughs> Celebrate with them, Olsen, eh? Also, enjoy um, Justin Fields skipping the ball on third and eight. He's a Bears fan? Yeah. Okay. Why do I keep cracking like Caracol? Dave. <laughs> I got to stop. Hopefully, I get this back by tomorrow. Uh, again, if you're listening to this early in the morning as it drops, be sure to check us out at 11 o'clock. Me and Gooch will be back in studio um, to do uh, this whole shebang uh, again. What? Uh, uh, <laughs> did I say uh, again? I don't know. Did you? Uh, <sighs> all right. That's all right. Enough out of me. Chop heads, baby. That's I'm enough out of us. Chop my own head. For all right. Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci, and of course the Reverend Tommy D. We'll see y'all next week. You if got, we're not canceled. You got one more in you? You didn't have one in the chamber? I thought you'd at least have one. Oh. Uh, Owen Hart, Owen Hart fucking died. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I wonder if he's going to mad. Thank you.